Welcome to the Artificially Unintelligent Podcast, where we, William and Nikolai, discuss researching and applying AI. We are your unintelligent guides through the world of AI. So whether you're sipping coffee or enjoying a quiet evening, settle in and let's dive right in. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Artificially Unintelligent Podcast. My name is William, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Nikolai. How's it going, Nico? Good. Finding dependency yeah, bugs all morning. Back and forth the whole morning, yeah. Like, <laughs> it seems to be going, what is it, one step forward and two steps back? Yeah, and since uh, four hours. Much, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so some days I was just like that. I don't know if it's where it comes from, but some days you just have to struggle through these dependency swamps, basically, where everything is, I don't know, just crashing, burning. I don't know how to express it, but yeah, I guess that's how you feel right now. Yep, crashing yeah. most of the time. And today we are addressing like one framework which hopefully is definitely not we will talk about cuda so cuda is comes from nvidia itself and as we are currently having this ongoing mini nvidia week so cuda is one of their most well-known frameworks and uh, runs on their gpus and so on so we shall talk about this and it's not prone to errors but installing it in my experience can be a bit tricky and you really need a recommendation is definitely to read the documentation as much as you can before trying to get on with it but what is your experience with CUDA um so CUDA and I have a weird relationship it's like most of the time I'm diving into CUDA when I really need it. So when I'm really trying to optimize the GPU or when I'm running into CUDA errors, which most often are like some kind of memory errors, then I'm starting to learn CUDA again for that specific use case and try to optimize it. But I wouldn't label myself as a CUDA no, expert. No, and it's also, it depends on what level you're working with on CUDA. Also, you can go fairly, on a fairly low level working with it, where you have to really understand the architecture of a GPU and etc. and all of these things. But yeah, we'll get into it a bit. But yeah, the significance of CUDA in the world of computing lies in its ability to unlock the massive parallel processing power of GPUs making it a powerful tool for a variety of applications from scientific research, machine learning to graphics and general purpose computing. And I think it has mainly gotten its upswing lately due to the kind of revolution or the increase of use of deep learning and machine learning. Of course, it's used heavily in NVIDIA's practices for gaming and graphics, but I think most people have uh, at least the people that know about deep learning have CUDA on their lips due to machine learning and maybe getting in contact with it when you want to run something on the GPU instead of the CPU, let's say. Yeah. <clears throat> and for me, when I'm looking at like new tools, new libraries, new programming languages to learn because I want to use them, I'm always looking for whether it's broadly applicable so across hardware most of the time if you're talking about CUDA and some more low-level stuff across programming languages and also that it has been robust for years and 
I think like CUDA is among the few which fulfills it. So we have a bunch of alternatives like Triton from OpenAI, which is coming at the moment. Also, NVIDIA has Rapids and some other stuff. You have Mojo from Modular, which are all basically mostly used for parallel processing on GPUs. But I think if I would learn something, I would still go with CUDA. Because we should say, though, that CUDA is can only be deployed on NVIDIA GPUs. That's where it's um, mainly run. Maybe there are some wrappers to run it on other sort of devices, but you normally need to use an NVIDIA GPU in order to run it successfully. And this limits it a bit, of course, but maybe in terms of its history, we should also say that due to NVIDIA's dominance in the GPU market, it's a at least a primary framework to go with when you want to run something on GPUs because most, or everyone is talking about the A100s today or the H100s or the new, what is it, GH200 coming out. Yeah, they all use CUDA basically and they are used for any sort of LLM development or whatever you have basically. Yeah, yeah in terms of it. Do you sorry. want to maybe... Do you maybe want to dive in like the history yeah, sure. and how so, it was developed? A brief history of CUDA is that it started around 2006, 2007 with the introduction of a new G80 architecture for kind of NVIDIA's GPUs. So the G80 GPU found in the GeForce 8800 series graphic cards introduced significant changes that paved way for CUDA's development. So it included features like unified shader cores, uh, making it capable of performing general purpose computing tasks beyond graphics rendering. But it wasn't until I would say around 2007 when CUDA 1.7 released for kind of the public to, to play around with and so on. And it included a set of libraries and a tools for GPU programming. And it's, I would say there it really started to take off. Of course, the beginning was a bit slow, but as we entered the early 2010s with the rapid developments in deep learning, this just became a more prominent framework to work with when you wanted to run something on these really powerful GPUs, basically. And yeah. now we see, of course, since the mid 2010s, this field has just exploded and it offers support for these common frameworks such as TensorFlow and PyTorch, uh, revolutionizing the field of artificial intelligence. So I think they have just been riding the wave, of course, making necessary changes in order to adapt to these larger frameworks. But they have done so successfully. And right now, I honestly, I don't have any experience running with any other sort of framework out there. There are, of course, but they are really the two big areas where they, where CUDA is really used right now is machine learning, deep learning, as we talked about, and they have specific sort of subsystems like CUDNN and so on, but also for gaming and graphics where you need like quick rendering of, uh, I don't know, 2D, 3D images and so on. Yeah. <clears throat> and looking at CUDA, so CUDA is designed to work with a bunch of languages. So C++, Fortran, but also like programming frameworks, which you need to communicate basically with the hardware. And what I find quite interesting is the like 
this structure of CUDA commands, which I was looking into, which is basically like a hierarchy of threat, threats, blocks, and grids. And threats are like a small level of execution and they are grouped into blocks and the blocks are grouped into grids. So it builds on top of each other, which makes it quite nice to understand and quite good for working with CPUs and GPUs. Yeah, maybe taking a step back, looking at GPUs as a device instead of CPUs for specifically for machine learning and image kind of rendering, you want things to be executed in parallel, such as matrix computations and so on. So that, because these are very complex structures and not really that sequential in a sense, like you want things to be carried out simultaneously as you, let's say, process data and so on. And this is where CUDA excels on NVIDIA graphic cards, basically. But yeah, as you talked about, there are you can go fairly low level in order to communicate with the, uh, with the device itself. So Fortran, you mentioned, but also a lot of code is written in C and C++. So it's, of course, a, a, it's really great knowing these sort of programming languages before you dive into CUDA. And it is a bit of a steep learning curve when you start out, I would say, to check on it. I'm only at the initial stage uh, so far, but it's, I don't know, it's if you love this deep compute tech world like it's yeah it's a nice environment to play around in and work with of course when you become more proficient in it than professional maybe you find it i don't know a bit too static i i have no idea but starting out i find it quite nice i don't know have you looked at this yeah and i think uh, into CUDA, yeah for me it's because my starting language was python i think yours as well I think it's quite a big step going from Python to C or CUDA because all the memory management, you aren't used to it, that you have to do stuff like that and garbage collection and, and so on. At the moment, like I said, I'm diving more into Rust. So I'm ruining my CUDA stuff because I'm diving into a new language. But I think I would, if you consider it, is it worth it to learn for anyone who is in AI? I would say yes. For anyone, it's worth knowing CUDA and especially if you have a look at it, the future of your career, will CUDA still be relevant in five to 10 years, which are the skills you should prioritize and learn and CUDA will be among them because I can't see NVIDIA hardware going anywhere. It depends on NVIDIA hardware being extinguished. So I, I don't see that happening. And it seems like they're mainly using CUDA to run, to compute things on their GPU. So I, I also find it a great framework to learn and it might take some time, but you have good um, kind of support tools out there, co-pilots or uh, GPT that can help you program in C or C++, let's say. Um, but yeah, there are other frameworks out there that might be a bit um, more vendor agnostic compared to CUDA, such as OpenCL, which is open computing language. And it's an open standard for parallel programming that allows developers to write code in various types of accelerators, including GPUs and CPUs. So it offers good portability, but I think that one might even have a steeper learning curve compared to CUDA and um, it can be used on NVIDIA hardware, but I think CUDA excels there and still comes out with a better performance, better overall performance at least. So on if you're running things on NVIDIA GPUs, you might still want to reside to using CUDA. 
Yeah. Maybe as an example for how CUDA actually works. So if you're executing like a CUDA kernel function to add two arrays, um, I think their CUDA, what makes it a little bit more difficult to work with because it's low level, you have a bunch of steps for just adding two arrays. So you have, like, first of all, like a host preparation, which basically means you have to allocate memory for the arrays on the host. And this isn't done automatically, but you have to do it yourself, which is a big contrast to Python. Then you basically have a memory transfer where you allocate the memory and then copy the arrays to the device. Then you launch the kernel. So basically your function for the add operation, you add it to your device as well. You execute it. And then you have another memory transfer. After the kernel has finished executing, so the kernel is running on the device, you copy the results back to the host. And then you basically finalize again so you can use the results in the end. And this is basically illustrates the steps if you're going through a basic CUDA command. And basically, that's the same process you apply for most different operations if you go really low level in defining them. Yeah. You can, there are, of course, good material out there if you want to check it out. I always suggest YouTube go and check for the visuals and how to use it. But yeah, there are many repositories and blog posts where you can see how to at least get started with CUDA. And yeah, it's mainly mathematical operations that you need to worry about or like implement here. Let's say for if you want to, um, I don't know, optimize something in uh, larger neural networks, you might want to work with certain matrix calculations or back propagation, whatever you have. But I would, I think we can at least agree on that it's a really good framework for anyone working out there in deep learning and you want to, everyone seems to be running things on NVIDIA hardware right now. Of course, there are upcomers and people, there are other GPUs um, and CPUs out there, but it's, it's definitely the most dominant player in the field and they use CUDA. Yeah. Is there something we want to add to this? Otherwise, I feel like we highlighted a couple of points here, what you can program in when, when it comes to CUDA, also some other frameworks that are out there. But yeah, this is, of course, just like a shallow kind of view on what CUDA really is. And if you want to deep dive yourself, I strongly or we both strongly suggest that you go play around with it, basically. You take a look at how the framework works and then apply it to any sort of neural networks or just calculations, whatever you have. And uh, maybe you'll learn a bit about C and C++, maybe even Fortran, if you go deep enough. Yeah. And especially what is the advantage of it? In the end, it's speed and efficiency. So once you get into the domain where you're working with really large models, you can't avoid using CUDA. And that's why the value of CUDA is only increasing because the trend is to bigger and bigger models and that won't stop. Even at some point, we might figure out where we can have the performance of GPT-4 with a 17, 100 billion model. It's still very large. And I think the trend across different industries will go towards more larger models. And I think CUDA is just a good way to position yourself to capitalize on that Definitely. trend. I can remember when I was starting out with machine learning and just tried running 
something on CPU and it took, I don't know, X amount of time. And then people were just saying, okay, you need to just run it on the GPU because it goes much faster. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, but then when I try it, like it speeds up your experiment cycle so much. So you can iterate much quicker. You can get back, check what's wrong, do hyperparameter tuning, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just, yeah, overall so much nicer to be able to run it efficiently and fast. Yeah. So yeah, I think we put a pin in it right there. It was really nice talking about CUDA. I hope all of you enjoyed it and we'll be back next time with a bit with a insight to another Nvidia paper. We'll see about which one we present, but that will be an interesting one, definitely. And until then, hope you have a great time. See you soon. See you soon, buddy.